All right, Trey Pack, what's Joe going Mary, on, man? What's up, buddy? Good to, the, uh, good to see you. <laughs> good to see you too, man. How the fuck is it going? It's good, man. I just got out of school. Like, I literally go. I go. I cut hair two blocks from here. You what? I cut hair two blocks. Shit, from here. you're going to barber school. Yeah. How's that going? It's a nightmare. You don't like it? <laughs> no, nah, I, I love it. Dude. I'm just, I'm just not good at it. Like my mom's cut hair for thirty years, something crazy like that. Or, and she's retired now, mm. and I was just like, dude, I fucking, I got this. <laughs> like, did you get any training growing up? Like, did your mom no, show you how to do it? No, everybody I go to school with is like, yeah, I've been cutting since I was 13, and I walked in, I cut my first head of hair my first day there. Sick. Yeah, it was a nightmare, and it's still a nightmare. But it's like I cut like someone that's been cutting hair for four months, which is not bad. That's kind of weird that you're going in to do it now, because like my dad's a CPA, right? Mm-hmm. My entire life I've known, like, I do not want to be a CPA. This right. is not something I'm interested in doing. And I've like picked up a little bit of tools of the trade, especially around like running your own business and shit from right, him. Right. But I would never be like, all right, fucking let's do this. Here yeah. we go. I'm taking accounting classes now. Dude, well, I I had such a weird intro into it because I never wanted to do it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I got into high school and was like wrestling with this idea of like, do I go try to go play college ball and 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 fuck with all that? Or just go to regular school or whatever. But then I started uh-huh. looking at trade schools. And I was like, well, I can go. This is the first time in my life, I was like, I can go cut hair. Yeah. And my mom was like, absolutely not. And really? Then, oh, yeah. She was just like, I, she's like, I don't even like doing it. You're going to hate doing it. <laughs> so mm. what are we doing? Same thing with my, my, like, my dad worked in the prison system for 35 years. Oh, shit. And as soon as I got old enough to like go be a guard, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do that. Can you make some, co- like, <laughs> yeah. let me use some of this privilege that I keep hearing about. And my dad, same thing. My dad was like, "There's no fucking chance. Like, you are not working in a prison." That's a solid job too, because you get that yeah. pension, dude. Oh like, yeah, your, your old man's is, probably cruising now, right? I had like just started doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I was a theater major in college, so it was like as soon as I got done with that, and I wasn't acting, dude. and wasn't doing anything. So I was like, "Yeah, Holy I'll just shit. go do this forever." So you're a theater kid and a football guy at the same time. One after the other, and there was there was the youth minister stint in between there. Okay, yeah. So it went. I, I played football from four to eighteen, I guess. And where'd you grow up? In Harriman, Tennessee. So okay. a town of like two thousand people near Knoxville. Okay. That area. Nice. So yeah, we played football forever, and then when we got, I started preaching my senior year of high school, um, and that's when I kind of found out. Oh, I'm supposed to be. I, I should be on stage. Yeah. Uh, and then once I, I kind of quit football and preaching around the same time. And within that se- first semester of college, I found theater. Got it. So it was like, so how long were you doing the preaching thing? Dude, the timeline's so fuzzy. It's so weird. So I, I started, yeah. I started going to church, um, when I blew my knee out because it, it is that, uh, Hollywood stereotypical bullshit, right? Yeah. So I blow my knee out. I start going to church, um, Actually, we had a, uh, I had this lived this crazy, you know, small town football player life up to that point. Yeah. And then somewhere along the lines, uh, I, I, I accept Christ, whatever you want to say, got saved is what we so said. So were you, in, in terms of the got saved thing, I'm always curious about sure. this. Like, oh, were yeah. you raised with religion in your household S- at all? Sort, sort of. So, okay. So I grew up in the Bible Belt, so it was like... If you asked my parents if they're Christians, they would both be like, yeah. But if you asked them the last time they were in a church, mm-hmm. they I mean, it, it's been decades. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, we went when we were very young, but it was like when my parents' parents passed away, they were like, all right, <laughs> we don't have to go anymore. Yeah. We're done. 
Um, and then I found it independently way later. Uh, in college? Well, in like my junior year of high school. Wow. And then within that first year of, of being at church, every time the doors were open, uh, we filmed a video of just kind of my story, testimony, whatever you want to call it. And that video went like small town viral. Okay. Like it got like a few tens of thousands of views on Facebook. Um, and that's, yeah, that's huge, especially for back then too. Yeah, like now, now it feels like anybody can put up numbers. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, but back then if you got 10 no, K yeah. that's like oh, it was, mega viral. Well then my Facebook messenger starts exploding. Mm -hmm. Like I'm getting messages constantly from people that are like, Hey, we have this, you know, mashed potato state Baptist church, <laughs> like bullshit church youth group. Will you come speak? Uh, and just, and at first it was just kind of my testimony. And then I ended up speaking at a conference of like 2000 kids and then we were we were just going, uh, and that's and around that time I got involved in the youth group that I had come up in, um, and then I didn't get they the the youth minister that was there had moved up and took the pastor role, and I was supposed to in my in my brain I was supposed to take his job. Yeah, got passed over for it, found theater, and. Here we are. So you bailed on the church because of a, a because, yeah, they, of, because they, of a lack of a promotion. Yeah, they passed me up for a job that I felt <laughs> that they were that I was basically doing anyway. Yeah, and not only was I doing the job anyway. Imagine like it's just like comedy. Imagine you're running a showcase at a club. Yeah, and you're selling it out like every week, every single like week. You're bringing it's a new, it's hot. They're making money, but they're like Joe Begley, you are not a comedy promoter. You don't have your this degree, this whatever. Oh, believe me, I feel like this at a lot of sure, places sure. right now, where I'm like consistently bringing the heat and bringing people to shows, and they're kind of just like, "Oh, we'll give somebody else a weekend." Right? Not right. naming any names, but sure. I'm sure it's right. easy no, to it's, figure out. It's the same, but it's the same. Yeah. After a while, you're like, "Dude, I can't." It's like you hire this guy, and then the youth group went from. I mean, we had 50, 60 kids there consistently to where now I'd say it's. In, in 2022, I have no idea, mm -hmm. just because I'm not, I don't live <laughs> in that town anymore. Yeah, you're not keeping up with uh, Middle but, Tennessee. Yeah, by the time I left, it, I mean, they were in the teens. Okay. I mean, they lost. And a lot of us, it was, it was that Tim Tebow era of like, it was really like a hot time to be, you know, uh, a Christian or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm thankful I'm for noticing it. a resurgence in it, though. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I am right now because I, I've seen this come around. Like, I, I think like we're going through the ultimate dip in religion era, mm -hmm. where it's just like so many people, like me, um, everybody I grew up with. Sounds like you to an extent. Mm -hmm. Like, parents heavily involved in the church. Like that was a big thing. That was a big way you got mm -hmm. to meet people and get to know people. And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. gone. Like, yeah, like just the church that I grew up going to was packed when I was a kid. Right. Go back on Easter, but if you dip in there on a random Sunday, holy yeah, shit, man! It's, it's a little, it's, it's a little jarring. Now, so what's, well, especially what's happened to this is just <laughs> turning into what's wrong with the church podcast now. Mm -hmm. uh, the Big C Church, <laughs> like, is in. Uh, so the Bible Catholic or no, <laughs> <laughs> no. So they refer the Bible refers to the church as a whole, which is just all people that claim to be Christians. Got it. So those, and then you have small C Church, which is what you would call an actual building structure, whatever. Mm, mm. Um, Big C church has moved into bigger buildings. So the small town, like, like the church I went to, yeah. uh, it was hot when I was in high school and there, we had a ton of kids, but once these mega, I mean, there's like, there's a church in Knoxville, Tennessee, which was 45 minutes away from where we were that now has like six campuses. 
and every campus has hundreds of kids. So it's like, yeah, why are you going to go to mom and pop Baptist church where there's 10 kids mm-hmm. and eight of those kids are weird because <laughs> because they're still going to church there? Yeah. Or do you want to go to the cool church, quote unquote, where not only is it there are more kids, there's more fun, and let's be honest, they're teenagers, you're going there to talk to the opposite sex anyway. Yeah. Uh, they're they're a little more lenient on some of the things that you know, like the church I went to. the The elders in the church were like, "Oh, if you have sex before you're married, you're you're gonna die and go to." It's just like the scene of Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah. If you have sex, you will die or whatever. You will get pregnant and die. That that's kind of what. But even with us, we were like, "That's not. It's not real. That's not because I was leaving sermons and like meeting girls and being like, what's up?'" So that dude, that actually makes. The, the size makes complete sense because when, when you think about it and you look at it from an outside angle, right? And you're looking at like these mega pastors yep. and these huge churches and you're like, why the fuck would you go there when you know what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then but you look at it from that angle of like it's a social thing and I totally it's, see it's, it. It's what, that is 100% what it is. And that's why yeah. I, and to the, I'm still a religious person to this day. I still, cool. my, my relationship with Christ has not changed just because my attendance at church has. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. Well, good for you, man. I could, well, I could say that to my Christian friends, and they would be like, dude, like the fruits of your tree or what, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. James 17, 4, whatever bullshit they want to throw, right? But but what, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, it, it's very, church is so much of a social thing. Whether And it used to be just like in, in it's like a, yeah, it's like a microcosm for the whole world because you used to have the small towns where where, you know, you had your stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And now you don't, which is why all these small towns have died in the bigger, even the medium sized cities like Knoxville, hell, like Austin, Texas yeah. have exploded. Well, I didn't know this. I, until recently, like, uh, evidently the enrollment at the high school that I, I grew up in, well, like the high school in the town that I grew up in has dipped. Like, yeah. There's oh, yeah. not as many kids at all. And, and that's evidently consistently happening across the board, mm-hmm. all over places. And it's like, dude, I, I don't know. I went. I was living in San Francisco and Boston before that, and I went home for the pandemic, and I sort of realized one thing that I was like sort of missing in my life, and it sounds cheesy, mm-hmm. is uh, just community, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a sense of community, because people say you get that from comedy. I dis I disagree heavily. Yeah. It's, it's hard it's to different. have. It's, it's different. It's hard to have community when you would slit somebody else's throat to right. move up on the rung, and you know that a lot of people would do yeah. that to you. That's right. tough. So it's just like it's just like sports. You played sports growing 100%, up, hundred percent, and it's the best thing. I yeah. ran cross country, right? Okay, and it, you get exposed to a group where it was like, you know, I went to a private school, mm-hmm. so it was like our, our our oh fuck yeah, dude! I I'm one of those guys where what pisses me off more than anything, honestly, is people who came from an upbringing similar to mine and they pretend like they, they didn't. Yeah, it's yeah, like you're wearing off, you're wearing dude. a pink button up with no collar. We, yeah, we get it. <laughs> we get it, bro. No, but my team was like. Our top stuff was a kid from Virginia, a kid from Bermuda. And it was like this collection of people that otherwise sure. wouldn't have met. And we developed like a really deep relationship over the four years that we ran together. Right. And it was awesome. Sure. Yeah. Well, well, especially. Well, so that's the thing with with the sport. Like I, like I played tennis in high school. I know that's weird. We can talk about that here in a second. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, especially in high school and in college, whatever, like I, I played football and offensive linemen, you don't hang out together. Really? Not ex- not exactly. It's the same thing with comedy, or it's the same kind of thought because that guy's, you know, these other big guys are after your job. 
Got it. So like, you can't really have like a well, you you hang out because you're you're together more in like a, a practice setting than you are with the other guys. But it was like me as a bigger dude. I've always had friends that are your size. Mm-hmm. Like my best friends forever have been smaller dudes, and it, it, it's a reason because I don't have to worry about this person taking my position. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think it's similar in comedy. Where comedy, it's like. Yeah, we all care. You know, we all, everybody says, I want to see everyone succeed. It's like, hey, I do, but I got to make sure (laughs) that I succeed. Here's the thing, though. With Austin, it's a little bit different. And I I know I keep talking about how great Austin is on this fucking podcast. And I definitely have some things that I would change about what I said about it. But one thing's (laughs) fucking true is there's one thing that we have going for us, and it's what we don't have going. It's that we need like 10 people really popping off out of here right now to sort of validate ourselves and make it possible right. for other people to do something. Like we need a bunch of really successful comics and a bunch of really successful podcasts coming out of here. Right. Otherwise it's going to be tough, you know, yeah. otherwise there's no blueprint. Like we need a network of people sure. doing well. It's what well, I still think it's so new. It's like, uh, you were at kill. You did kill Tony on Monday. It did Shane Gillis. Yeah. And- <laughs> Dude, yeah. Yes. You did, you did fine. I don't. I told you that night. You were beat up about it. All you right. did fine. Let me just say this: a, a tale of two kill Tonys, right? Sure. Because this is like how different it can go. You fucking smashed it, by the way. Thank you. Congratulations. I feel fine about it. <laughs> you did great. You got right. Sacred Show, and yeah. dude, to be honest, one of the difficult things that we went through was Shane Gillis and Mark Norman were blackout. Oh drunk. my god! <laughs> Literally <laughs> blacked out. So drunk. But for me, it was like one of those things where I was sitting up. You went, and you went last. I went last. Yeah, so you were in like the – man, you, you were kind of set up to – Can I tell you one thing about this, though? Please, please. I've been in the bucket since 2017. Right. Crazy. I got pulled, and I love both – those are two of my favorite comics. Sure. Yeah, man, me too. Shane, I think Shane's the funniest person alive. I think he is, too. I walked in that night with my friends. We had a table upstairs. We right. had some people in from out of town, and I walked in, and I told everybody, I go – I've never been pulled out of that bucket. I go. I can tell you with 100% certainty, I'm getting pulled tonight. Mm-hmm. What and did I do? It, it happened. It's so weird how it happens. Like I that. got fucking hammered <laughs> before I went up there. And I'm not saying like the booze did it or the nerves did it, but I'm saying, dude, I fucked up that bit Damn. where I had to re-say something. And it right. was like the difference of just like if I had had one less drink or if I had sure. taken a moment to center myself before right. I went up there, the difference in how my night would have gone mm-hmm. versus how it did gone. Sure. That's what happened. I get it. I get it. But I'm trying to look at it as like, hey, if I was a guy that's going to make it in comedy, how do I treat this moment? It's a funny story. I, I can, a, that's all it is. I can tell you this from experience because me and and your good buddy Sam Hunter, were, yeah. we were doing the weight loss thing. And we were, that was on, wild. There, we were on there like every month. Um, it, it's a wonderful show. I think Tony Hinchcliffe does. I'm talking like he's going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoy the show. I work at Vulcan, so I get to like – really see like people get opportunities or, or whatever at the end of the day it, it, it's not going to matter in a month yeah like you, i'm doing secret show tonight i'm going first it's going to be you know i'm well it I'm, might actually matter go. and here's here's the counterpoint to that is the gm for rogan's new club was there got eyes on you you never know it's a right what i'm saying in the sense sure but i'm mm-hmm. saying that if you don't do well, like my first two times I did kill Tony, I didn't do, I didn't get secret show yeah. and my best friends did. That's the thing, Trey. That's not what's bothering me. What's bothering me or what bothered me for a second is I know that nothing came of it. Right. It's not a negative moment. Sure. It's not a positive moment. It was nothing. It was as if nothing happened at all. Right. The frustrating thing is it could have been 
big. You know it, what I mean? It could have been, yeah, but it's just like buying a. Here's the way it was explained to me because on Monday uh-huh. I felt terrible about it. I did not feel good. About your set? Yeah. You did. did great. You were the only one that got offered Secret Show. Yeah, but it was a bunch of people that didn't do comedy and then me and then you closed it out with where Tony's just trying to wrap it up and Shane and Mark are like. Shane was literally falling asleep right. during my interview, dude. Right. So that was another thing where it was like, I could have saved it with the interview, but I was so nervous. You could have been in my spot and I could have been in your spot. Yeah. Very I think you still would have done well, but I, it sure. doesn't what matter. I, doesn't matter. Uh, um, I forgot what I was saying. Doesn't matter. You were saying something, uh, eh. yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the, the oh yeah, it was cause I didn't feel great about the, the whole experience. And I've been on the show. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, every time I work at Vulcan, people are like, like I mentioned it on that episode, people come up to me and I'll be like trying to talk to some girl and dudes will come up to me and be like, Hey bro, how much weight have you lost? I'm like, <sighs> dude, not enough to fuck this girl. <laughs> like yeah. leave me alone. Right. But it happens every night that I work. People recognize me from the show. Uh, so I, I've, I have a lot of love for that show. Lucas McCrary, one of my very good friends, you know, Lucas, yeah. uh, Great guy. Go go look up Lucas McCrary. Super funny. He got pulled for episode 500. Uh, Joe Rogan was the guest. He crushed. It was his first time doing Kill Tony. Um, this was a, year, a little over a year ago, and it set off what we see now where Lucas's career is thriving. Yeah. But that was kind of the catalyst. So I, I very much care about the show, um, but it was broken down to me from from uh, a, a friend of mine that works at Vulcan that uh, – uh, Marcus Olin, another super funny comic. Marcus told me what that he broke that show down for me in a great metaphor. That show is it's a lottery mm-hmm. where you get pulled out of a bucket to shoot a half court shot. Got it. If you yep. hit the half court shot, you get to play in the game on Thursday. Mm-hmm. If you miss, you weren't supposed to hit it. It's a great point. You weren't supposed to hit it. Yeah. That's why it's a thing. That's why, and that's why it is special when when you succeed in it. Yeah, dude, I felt like, dude, I was fat on that podcast for six months with nothing. I had never done secret show. Yeah, we, me and Sam weren't even getting a minute. You guys were just getting abused up there. Yeah, we we're just going and up. Dude, the fucking being, scale, the uh, scale, the scale's fucked. Of you. Yeah, I listen. The first time when when we went, I was in, mad watching that. Like it was really funny. I was like laughing, but I was also like afterwards, I was like, you guys got fucking dicked on that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I, I can tell you, I, did, I didn't try so, – I, I will say I did not try as hard as Sam. Yeah. I started trying hard – Oh, I know you did I stayed two with Sam during away. it. Right. Yeah. There's no way that guy gained – I don't think either of us lost <laughs> like a ton of weight, but there's no way he gained 50 pounds. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. I think just like at – you know, just when you're trying to lose weight at the beginning – you can, the reason people are like, oh, I put it on back so fast is because you guys could both drop 15 pounds of water weight in like a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So it made no sense that it would go up, especially when I've lived with Sam for a week. Right. And I saw what he was doing. Right. We're he going, was trying. We're going to Gold's. We're yeah. like not drinking. I'm like, this is a different Sam Hunter. This is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bizarre. No, I get it, man. And that's, dude, all I did, the, the, for, I did a water, I did, like I was going into a UFC fight. I, did water deprivation for mm-hmm. like two days and played basketball the day of and was literally laying on an outdoor court, like thinking I'm going to die. And there's mm-hmm. a bunch of comics that are like, dude, just take a sip of water. <laughs> you, you're yeah. 5,000 pounds. You can't do this. And I'm like, I got it. And then when I stepped on the scale and it went down, dude, I get why people 
<laughs> like have eating disorders. I'm like, dude, 100%. that's how good this feels. And then just ate McDonald's that night. It was back. Oof. And then we're just fat again. Or uh, still fat, uh, you know. Yeah, but the scale, I don't know, man. This, the, if I was on Sam's side of things, I, I would be just, I'd, I'd be, I would have made a bigger deal about it and been more upset. Yeah. So I, I'd, you know, Sam. You got absolutely fucking railroaded. Yeah. Not to say you didn't do well. You did fucking great. And yeah, I mean, dude, the thing is, it's like, it was, uh, the money doesn't really matter that much. It's the exposure that matters and dude, you, getting the chance. You know what I did with that money? What? That night I went and put it on a poker table. Literally that night. So you're a gambler too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Darian uh, plays poker professionally, Darian, right? Yeah. Well, y- that's such a. By weird... the way, it's so funny that <laughs> that it was you and Sam because Darian makes Sam look like a fitness model. Yeah, dude. Darian is. <laughs> it's Darian's such a. I mean, I dude. That's the thing between me and Darian's my best friend, and if mm-hmm. he so. Darian, I love like, both of you. Yeah, you guys are so different, right. people wise. Right. Like. Like well, we're, Darian we're has a lot dark, yang, yeah. he has a lot darker energy going to some. Right. Both of you guys come in and out of it, but there's sometimes where I'll go sit down next to him and I go, <laughs> I gotta fucking leave right now, <laughs> dude, dude. What the fuck? Imagine being in a car with him for eight hours and yeah. you're like, dude, I gotta, I'm going to sleep. Who's how's that car running? What are you guys driving? An F three fifty? No, dude, we just, just drove. I'm to, just fucking no, with you. I we drove it. to. Uh, <laughs> we used to drive to Nashville in a Buick Lucerne, mm. three hours one way. What the fuck is a Lucerne? It's just a, their little shitty sedan. Uh, and it was a night, but we used to drive and then, and then in a Toyota Corolla or Camry, Jesus Christ, he'd kill me if I called it a Corolla. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we, I couldn't tell you the difference between a, a I Corolla can't, and I don't Camry. Fucking, I just know every time I call it a Corolla, that dude's like, I'm going to kick you out of the car <laughs> while, <laughs> while we're going 80 miles an hour. Um, dude, Darian carries his weight better than I do. But, and so does Sam. Like I've got the hump, I've got the bat, whatever this is. I don't, it's like, I have love mm. handles on my back. But like <laughs> you and Sam both used to play football at a very high level, though, right? You guys were both alignment. Did sure. Darian do any of that shit? Dude, I don't. I didn't know him, so like mm. I know it's it's. You weird. guys never talked about it or anything, like he dude. That dude is uh, not really like mm. he. Um, I know that he played, but it's not like dude, I'm such a storyteller mm-hmm. where I just want everyone. I'm like, dude, let me tell you about this time where Darian is the exact opposite of that. Yeah, he's a black box sometimes. A little bit, yeah, but he's also, you know, he's he's a much better conversationalist than I am. Like he could jump on a podcast or whatever, or just talk to people. He does. He's like the best networker I've ever seen. But you could you could talk to that guy for six hour road trips, yeah. three times a week, and not and be like, wait, where are you from? <laughs> like who? Like yeah, he, and you don't even really know the guy. And I and I know a little bit about him now, but it's like. I'm pretty. I, th- I know that he played in high school, but I don't know mm. at, for how long or, or any of that kind of stuff. But I do. He's just the thing Darian has going for him as far as his weight goes is he is just taller than us. Yeah, I mean the dude's six six. He, he's a big, <laughs> big dude. Yeah, like he's yeah. They made him weigh in on Kill Tony a couple weeks Wait, ago. When? Yeah, so he got up. No shit. With Chris DeStefano and... Uh, They're just fucking brutalizing you guys, by the way. Dude, I, what, everyone does. Yeah. Every, I mean, you can go up there and like... It's like... like. Well, it's something you got to address at some point, right? Right. But, well, it's the same thing with... It. Like, when you go up, there, mm-hmm. or, or if, when Lucas McCurry went up, they were like, oh, you, this is what you look like. And the thing that is most obvious to make fun of us for yeah. is we're fat. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
I, I don't think nothing of hey, it's it. It's better than being completely unlikable on stage. <laughs> just like, fuck this guy. Dude. Yeah. And that, that's my whole thing with your set on Monday. I just don't. It's so great. Did you like, I did terrible. I'm like, dude, I, I'm there every week working that show. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for a fact I didn't do terrible. I, I just know for a fact that had I taken a moment to go yeah. and then literally not said one sentence in my setup, the, sure. the bit would have gone great. Right. And then nothing probably would have came of it. But it's just like one of those things where you just come home. And yeah. I, dude, I literally walked into my apartment and fucking screamed. I yeah. was like, you fucking idiot. Dude, especially dude. knowing that I've been in the bucket since 2017. Dude, that's find, what I makes it, it frustrating. I get it. I get it. Well, By the way, I haven't been signing up every week since 2017. It's sure. been like, sign up a couple times in 17, right. a couple times in 20, in 19, mm-hmm. and then like five times in But 17. this was the time. Like, you finally got up. And I knew I was going up. Dude, it's it's so weird how that happens. It. It's so weird how that happens. Yeah. Um, even like when... Uh, when Darian went up a couple of weeks ago, I looked at him and said, what minute are you going to do? Mm. And he was like, I'm not, I'm not going up. I was like, did you sign up? And he was like, yeah. I was like, I think you're going up. I think you're going and up. And it's weird how that yeah. works. That's, you know, whatever. And we know nothing at Vulcan. <laughs> like people, I think there's a weird thing, though, where there's like, I don't know if the bucket's rigged, but maybe there's a way people are looking at you. And stuff where you can kind of tell. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I can't I know, explain I can, it. I can tell you this for certain, a little... Inside base or it's it's weird to say inside baseball when I don't have information. I can tell you that nobody that works at Vulcan as a Vulcan employee knows anything. Mm-hmm. Because, and we all have our the, like we have like sat there. Before so it's the all show just started. a premonition where you're just going like I feel like this is gonna happen. Yeah, and it's and it's weird how that ends up happening. But and that, well, especially from our side of things where we're there so consistently. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy for you to say, oh yeah, I had this idea. I thought I was gonna go up. Uh, and then went up because that's like I knew it. From, I knew it when I woke up that day. I yeah. I went We're going up. that day and mm-hmm. I went okay for the talent section. I go. I'm going to mention that I play guitar and I go. There's a decent chance that they're going to ask me to play. So I'm yep. like, I should have something prepared. Yeah. And I've never done this when I've signed up for the show. Right. But I went okay. I'm just going to like learn a few things. I'm just going to make sure I have this lick that I'm going to play when I go up there down. And then the band's going to jump in. I'll probably play this over it. And I go. That's what's going to happen. And then I wrote down every bit that I could do. I settled on that one, and I was yeah. like, "This is gonna be fucking amazing." Right. And it, dude, it's just the hard thing is just going like, I've watched Shane Gillis' special like four times, and he's the yeah. only person where I watched the special that many times, and for him to just go, be like this, <laughs> just well, yeah, like just passing out, just literally passing out during my set. It made me feel better too when I saw Rogan's Instagram and I saw what happened to those guys during the yeah. day. They drank. For those of you that don't know, evidently Shane Gillis. Drank eighteen Bud Lights during a podcast. During that yeah, day. but that was I was watch. I finished it today. Uh-huh. They're talking about oh, we have to go do Kill Tony. Mm-hmm. So he drank eighteen on the podcast, and they ended at four forty five because they're talking. They're like, oh, dude, we got to start <laughs> figuring out what because we got to get to Vulcan yeah. in a couple of hours. So you also got to think what? How much did he drink from four forty five to eight o'clock when that show starts? Is what? Do you day drink on a regular basis? Never. Never. Very, very well, I'm drinking a beer right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, very rarely. Like, if I were on vacation or some bullshit, sure. Let me ask you this. Sure. For you, it's like 2 in the afternoon, you do that. You get hammered, and then it's 5, and you know you got somewhere to be at 8. Are you the take a nap, keep drinking, have a coffee, stop drinking? What do you, what's your strategy from day to night? Where am I going? 
right. Let's say we're going out to dinner and then we're, we know we're going to the bar afterwards. I'm going to keep drinking. I don't care. Because at that point, if I'm with my friends, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to get, as long as I'm not driving or whatever, I don't care. But if we have, if we have a set that night, then I'll, I'll Take start sobering up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but dude, I'm, I'm just not a day drinker, dude. I've done some, I've done acid and mushrooms and all that kind of stuff during the day, and then had to get up later. That's a nightmare. Brutal. I That's, oh mushy sets are oh, sweet Jesus. I dude, when I'm really nervous, I didn't know this. I didn't realize this until the Kill Tony set, and I realized this because I did it when I was on mushrooms too. I was hanging out with my boys from the south, like <laughs> southern yeah. boys. Hell dude. yeah, dude. Hell yeah, brother. And I fucking had a little bit of a southern accent in that Kill Tony episode, and I realized oh, it right when I got yeah. off, and I was like, what ew, is, dude. What just happened? Ew. <laughs> I was like, not, not that I have anything against, I love no, southern sorry. accents, but on me, it's so obviously, this is the way I fucking talk. Yeah. Not like that. Yeah. You, so <laughs> obvious it's fake. You, yeah. So <laughs> weird. Right. Why did we go? Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Well, dude, there's times where, uh, especially, I don't do it as much anymore because I literally tell myself mm -hmm. before I go on stage, just be yourself. Yeah. You don't have to put on a show. You don't have to fucking, like, you are, like, mm -hmm. I have to tell myself, oh, I am funny the way I am. And that's why mushrooms make stand up difficult for me because right. mushrooms are in here telling me to reinvent the way I've been doing exactly. things, right? They're looking at me and going, the mushroom gods are going, you're taking things a little bit too seriously, man. Sure. Oh, I, like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And you're going, Fuck, well, this this is killing you. You're taking this too seriously. You should laugh more. Also, you got to do eight minutes and you got to figure it out. And I'm like, right. that's when I when I do stand up on mushrooms. That's why I get the southern accent, because I'm just like, you need to be as calm as possible and do it the way that you know how to do it. And you'll be fine. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> ah. see, it's, it's those thoughts that fuck me up. Mm -hmm. Like the thoughts of like. Uh, like, so I host a show at Vulcan. Um, it's Lucas McCurry and Dan Potetsky's show, Hit List, this Saturday. I don't know when this will come mm -hmm. out, but it's the last Saturday of every month. They've sold out the last seven of them. So okay. there's 350 people there every every single time. And I was telling myself there for like three months in a row, I was like, this is why we're fucking here. Yeah. Like, you move, like you're 16 hours away from your family. You miss Christmas. Your mom hates you now. <laughs> like Yeah. You're, you know, you're missing your niece grow up like you're, you know, but we're, we're going through all that to do this show right now. You got to put on a fucking show. And that's, it's just so bad for comedy. What it, that mentality is bad. I, it, it is personally for me. Okay. Because then I'm putting an unneeded pressure on the show. Having those thoughts when I'm laying in bed and it's like, Hey, we got to go do, we got to go to an open mic. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I don't. I don't yeah. know this bed. That's why you moved here. Go do it. Yes. Those thoughts are great. In that case, the work you're, you're hosting that show. The work is already done. Right. You need now, to show up and be you yeah. and relax and have fun. Right. Found nerves for me. The worst, the worst thing for me, stand up wise. And I think this is why mushrooms and alcohol and all that sometimes go against me. Mm. They can make me a little bit more nervous sometimes. Right. No, Ner sure. Nerves ki kill me. Right. Kill me, dude. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I feel good when you. I'm like fucking, I don't care. Yeah, no, I don't I, give a fuck. I don't even have anything written down. Yeah. If I can get to the point where it's like, write something, not write anything down, and then walk on stage and not be freaking out about the fact that I haven't written anything down, we're gonna fucking blow the roof off, dude. Right. But yeah. if I come up there going like, we need to get, we need to crush the interview with Shane Gillis so you can have a career in comedy, you're right. like, right, fucking, ah! <laughs> right, yeah. And that's and that's even like like. "Quote unquote best case scenario happened mm -hmm. for me on Monday, dude. I'm gonna do the show tonight. 
That doesn't mean because I've done Secret Show before. The same thing, you know, did well. My minute crushed. Did well in the interview. Got Secret Show. Haven't done it mm-hmm. since, and that was three months ago. It's okay. I so hey, when like, I moved here, I did Secret Show. Mm-hmm. Red Band and Tony put me on last. Gave right. me five minutes. Yeah. I got to the end of my five. They leaned over the balcony and said, "You're fucking crushing. Keep going." Right. Let me go to fifteen minutes. Hell got yeah. off. Red Band daps me up, says, I'm so glad I met you. Tony says, really good to meet you. <laughs> Haven't done the show since. The weirdest shit. I know. I mean, they've it's, got a lot of people, a lot of mouths it, to feed, a lot yeah. of people to take care of. And you've been in the show. It's two and a half hours at this point. They're not exactly looking right. for new additions. You've right. really got to make a case to want to get in there. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, well, it's also weird that they have, like, there was an episode here a few weeks ago of Kill Tony that, like, five or four people got Secret Show from their interview. So once I started, once I started spending time at Kill Tony, mm-hmm. I started feeling less and less of like, oh, the the Secret Show is is the best weekly show that I've ever even heard of. Yeah, now, I've never, I've not, not been in New York, not been in L.A. I was in bumfuck, you know, Tennessee, and spent some time in Nashville and Atlanta. It's a good show. Yeah, it's I mean, two hundred fifty plus people. Crowd loves it. Crowd, crowd loves, loves it every second. It's, it's pretty much a. It's a very new crowd. So it might not weeks. be the best show I've ever been to, but it's the show where it's I, the most consistent. Where, where show. an audience member, the audience members are sitting there after two hours of comedy and still laughing. Right. Exactly. That. Wow. Exactly. Holy fuck. Yep. Yeah. To, and that's and so yeah. And then, dude, it's it's the it's kind of the only game in town that's like a weekly show because you've got the uh, the. Uh, You've got Adam Lucky show, the Filthy show at uh, I almost called it the Dirty show, the Filthy I show. I do that all the time. Hey, or I, hey. I almost call it the Nasty show because there's another show called the Nasty show somewhere. There's all, well, they also have the Pervert show at, at Creek. At mm-hmm. a, it's a late night show. That show is insanity if you've never seen it. Really? The, have you heard of it? Uh, Random no, question of the day. Please. I guess I was thinking about this on the way over here. I I grew up in like you know connecticut where it's cold as fucking shit and i was watching some of the homeless people around here okay people that like wash windows and beg sure would you rather be a homeless person in connecticut or like boston new york in the winter or would you rather be a homeless person in texas in the summer oh that's such a good question um I'm gonna go Texas and hit. Uh oh, we had a Pokemon battle, boys. Oh, uh, you had the alarm set the whole time. I was checking for it. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had it set. Yeah. Um, dude, you know how much of a nightmare my life. My alarm tone is the Pokemon like battle <laughs> theme song. You know what mine is? Please tell me. Um, jump by Van Halen. Yeah. All right. That, <laughs> but then you're waking up like, all right. It's, it's just funny. It just goes, I get up, and you're like, all right, let's fucking go. Dude, I wake up every morning thinking like there's a Charizard at my door. Mm, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. That's a, a great sound. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, that's oh, distressing, yeah. though. That's too distressing. Oh, that's, I, I, that's how I have to wake up. You don't up. want to have anxiety. No, you want to j- go just like, get up and jump. You're like, dude, All right, let's see, go. We're, I feel like we're waking up very differently. Yeah. Because you're like waking up, like, oh, thank God I'm fucking, you know, young and hot or whatever. I wake up and like, Every You're young. Aren't, aren't you younger than me by like five years? How old are you? 28. Oh, I'm a, a year younger than you. Okay. I'm 27. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I'm okay. But that, what does that have to do with what I, well, you said young and hot. I am like, yeah, right. I'm, I didn't say I was old. Yeah. <laughs> well, you hot. said you're waking up different. That means you're not right. young. Yeah. You're I'm the same waking, age. I'm Trey. waking up every day and I'm for every single day, Joe Begley, I wake up and I rip a CPAP machine off my face and throw it across oh, the you're room. you're papping? Yeah. 
You're papping hard. I have to. Mm. Yeah, so it's fucking Charizard's knocking at the door, CPAP off, and then I'm like, all right. How does the CPAP machine feel when you're falling asleep? Uh, I mean, it definitely feels like something's on your face. Mm. Um, Tough to get used to, or did it, was it just such a relief that you could actually sleep? That both. It, both. Really? Definitely both. In a, in a weird way. Because mm. I was very much in this, like, uh, when I first got it, I remember telling my roommate at the time, I was like, dude, I hate wearing this thing because I'm actually getting sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, I was... I would sleep for six, seven hours and would wake up and would be like, and feel like I'm on drugs. Mm-hmm. My dude, I'm awake. Yeah. Like, and you'd never known what, had ne- what in, never in, known the feeling in, de- in a decade. See, that's the thing is I'm, I'm trying to convince my dad to do the same thing. Cause yeah. he's had uh, what's it called again? Sleep apnea, sleep apnea. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Sorry. My bad. But he's had sleep apnea his whole life. Like he's snores the loudest I've ever met of anyone. Yep. And I'm like, dude, yeah. Try it out. Yeah. Oh, I, or I, get the deviated septum surgery. Like, sure. I don't know. Uh, I was dating a girl and she was like, listen, she was like, I love you. I want to be with you forever. I, but I can't, you can't sleep next to me until, mm. until you get this shit. She was like, if you care about me, you'll go figure this out. Yeah. Could she handle the CPAP machine? Uh, we, <laughs> we broke up before I got it. Ah! <laughs> so, uh, well, we I went to do my sleep study. They were like, "You gotta have this thing," and then we broke up waiting. Oh no! Well, oh, what do you do? What is I, it in Tennessee or here? In Tennessee. Yeah. Well, you don't make it down here if you guys stay together, right? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. All that same thing with preaching. Same thing with theater not working out. Same thing with football not working out. Like I, I when I so I drive Uber to mm-hmm. to help pay rent, and there's when I'm driving back like an hour back towards the airport or whatever, I'll have plenty of time to like sit and think, and I think to myself. We, I have a lot of go-tos. I'll think like, dude, I'll see a lottery sign. I'm like $300 million. I'm like, you'd get 150 of that. What would you do with like, what's your first Mm -hmm. 72 hours or whatever. But one of those thoughts, I'm like, dude, time travel is going to exist. Yeah. Are you going to go back in time? Mm -hmm. And if I could go back in time, what would I do? And I have all these thoughts of like, well, I would not blow my knee out and then I would whatever. But then I was like, yeah, but then you wouldn't find Jesus, which means you wouldn't have found theater. Which yeah, means I mean, you, you just butterfly comedy. effect the whole thing. You're right. you're not here right now. You're in a completely different space. Yep. Oh, yeah. And um, all the kids that were born in that time frame are completely different kids. Right, right. All no, that shit. For you can't sure. fuck with it. For, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Uh, back to your homeless question, and then I am going to get out of here. All right. Um, Texas, for a couple of reasons. Okay. I'm going to refer to the experts mm. being the homeless people Yeah, that there's more homeless people in like LA and Austin than like anywhere in the world. And I'm assuming there's a reason. Yeah. Uh, also, I think people in the South would be nicer. Like I don't, I've, I've not spent any real time in the Northeast. So I, yeah. I, but I know like traditionally speaking, people in the South, you have that Southern, you know, comfort that you, that you get with people from down here. So I think people would just be nicer in general. I agree with um, that. And 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 when I'm like Ubering people from the airport to like hotels and stuff downtown and they see these homeless people, when there's people from, you can tell they're from the South, they just don't, they ignore it or they'll even say, oh, that's terrible, whatever. Or if I can tell they're not from the South, or they tell me, oh, we're down from Maine. And then they see this, they're like upset about it. Yeah. And it's a very different vibe. Totally different. In my vibe. opinion. So I would definitely be, it, it'd be hot as a sun bitch, but I would definitely be homeless in Texas. I'll take the heat too. Yeah. I, well, dude. I'm not sleeping in negative 10 degrees. Outside. If we don't get these fucking, on that. if we don't get these jokes going, <laughs> we're, we're going to be homeless in Texas. We'll be right anyway. out there with them. Yeah, dude. It's all right though. Hey, Trey Pack, baby.
Thanks for coming Thanks in. Thanks for having me. I appreciate I'll, it. I'll First come. pod in the new studio. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'll have I'll you back, back whenever. Yeah, where I get a little more time. We'll bang it out. Let's do it. All right. Whew.